Top that keg. I'm just here for the beer. He's just here for the beer radio with your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. Just here for the beer radio, Sportsnet 650 AM, also 96.9 FM HD3. Sponsored in part by our good buddy Armin at 12 Kings Pub, the corner of 12th and Kingsway, the home of karaoke Saturday nights, awesome food, and a great selection of BC craft beer. At 12 Kings Pub on Twitter and Instagram, Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir from justhereforthebeer.com, at JHFTB on social media. And this is our dedicated show as we promote the East Village, courtesy of the East Village BIA, which is a really cool, this is what used to be known as... Yeast van, Yeast basically, van, yes. in, in the beer scene. David Bouquet, a uh, longtime uh, friend of the show. David, good to see you again from Powell Brewery. That's right, of course, good to on, see you too. On Powell Street. And I didn't realize, you were just telling us before uh, we started recording here, you're coming up on 10 years. 10 yeah. years of Powell Brewing, or Powell Brewery in East Van. But, uh, give us the landscape 10 years ago. Were you the new, only guys on the block, or new kids on the block? What, what was the scenario? We like? were the new kids on the block. Um, not the band, obviously. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, we were the third new brewery in Vancouver. So P49 was the first new brewery, then Coal Harbor, and then we opened up. And obviously, you had the older guys like Storm and Granville Island, R&B, all those guys that were around for a while yet. Um, but yeah, 10 years ago, it was pretty much a free-for-all. And and the territory is on Powell Street. I mean, it's a pretty industrial working area. So all of a sudden opens this brewery. What was the reaction? Was it immediate? Were people like flocking to you or did people think you were crazy? It was immediate. We had um, really good kind of, I don't know, camera was really sponsoring us a lot. Um, They were kind of promoting us and just getting the word out that the new brewery was opening up. We were also a small nano brewery, so it was kind of that mom and pop shop and everybody was like, oh, a little nano brewery, we can actually do this ourselves. And I think it inspired a lot of people to open breweries in this area. And talking about this this area, the East Village back then, it wasn't as nice as, as it is now. <laughs> I There's remember driving down changes. Powell yeah. and you know, seeing some um, some street workers. Yeah. And, uh, ladies yeah. of the night. Ladies of the night. <laughs> hey, everybody's got to earn a living. We don't, That's we, don't, right. we don't judge on the show. I'm not judging. But but there was, all of a sudden, this became like the epicenter of craft beer in Vancouver because it was known as Yeast Van or for a while. I don't know if it's still referred to. It still is, actually. We is still it? have the Yeast Van Co-op. And we actually had an event at Container Brewing about a month ago. It was a nice big patio party. Um, about 500 people showed up. Nice. Yeah, it's just all the Yeast Van breweries. Uh, served beer to uh, our adoring public. And uh, it's funny because the neighborhood has changed so much. I mean, there's some really cool, funky restaurants oh, just yeah. a couple blocks down from you. And if you came back and surveyed the landscape here 10 years ago, as you said, it was a little unsavory in certain parts of the of the area. But it was now it's it's really been gentrified and uh, cool places like yourself. What have you learned in 10 years of brewing, David? 
What, what would you do differently if <laughs> good, you could go good back things, in time? David, good things. I might try to stay a little smaller, actually. Just uh, with the landscape of breweries. Um, what, 300 in BC right now, 15 within a five block radius of our little brewery. Um, staying a little bit smaller might have been a better choice um, when we decided to upgrade about eight years ago. Yeah. So. But, but it was sort of born out of necessity because these things became, I mean, if you go back, we've been doing the show coming up on 12 years. 12 years so we yeah. started we started this broadcast in 2010, and Beer, I think at that point, I think there was 30. I think the number was 35 breweries in British Columbia. Now you're saying we're north of 300, so it's, it's grown in, in leaps and bounds. But it became hard not to get involved because it seemed everybody was, hey, Obviously, there's a beer boom going. Let's 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 throw a stake in the claim here, right? Yeah, well, and that's the fun thing about brewing. It's yeah. you're making beer for a living. It's not the worst thing in the world. And, and, and do you survey the landscape because you're you're 10 years in, but but when others come into a neighborhood, is it good? Is it your due diligence to look at what the competitors are making and sort of plan your styles accordingly, or do you just want to try and do whatever you think you're best at? Well, you kind of want to do what you're best at, but at the same time, you can't brew the same beers that everybody else is brewing. That way you're not actually um, separating yourself from everybody else. So you need to do something a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we've seen the, those changes, right, from different styles like that hard, that hard, hardcore Northwest IPA is super piney, super resiny. And like we were saying earlier, Joe, you know, now we went to the to the hazy, and then now sours are... are, mm-hmm. are you know the the baby of the moment right so exactly. what, what do you see coming down the line coming down the line uh lagers are kicking up a little bit which i like a lot i like a good lager that's what i'm drinking here right now um uh we make a pretty good one it's a 4.3 percent just our powell lager um it's also they're easy drinking and you know just you can crush them but and not they also effective. take the most time to make too do they, they do actually so doesn't which that yeah people don't realize that they don't yeah. realize that. they think lager is super fast to make easy well but no they take like and, six and, weeks and i think the other thing too is is you got to be on point with it right because there's not much to hide behind right the you, way you can with with either hops or or yeasts or whatever right so that's right a lager is a lager. If there's any flaws in it, you're going to see them. Yeah, and, and the, the thing is, like, you know, you, you sort of have to, I guess, to a certain degree, cater to what the market dictates. Uh, you know, we were talking off air with David about sours, for example. I hated sours. I, 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 and I hated IPAs. First time I tried an IPA, I hated it. I probably would have sent it back thinking, I think there's something wrong with your beer. I think I think the, the tap's dirty or something. But then I finally acquired a taste for it. But, you know, if it, it behooves you, I guess, as or do you let the market dictate what beers Powell Brewery, Brewery will play? Or do you kind of say, no, here's what I want you guys to enjoy? So I do make the beers I want to drink myself, right. but the market always influences me on what uh, we should be putting out. Obviously, if you're not playing to the market, you're not going to be selling beer. Yeah. If you're al- always just making what you want and you stick to your guns, <laughs> I don't know, maybe not everybody's going to follow suit. But yeah, so it's a little bit of both. Well, you brought something really enjoyable right now because I saw the word IPA and I'm all over IPAs. Tell us what, uh, what this beer is. Okay, so this is a Aussie IPA. Uh, brewed with Vic Secret hops, um, and it's just one of those classic kind of West Coast, super clear, nice and bitter IPAs. Something that I really want to drink, and I'm not really finding in the market all that much. And, and you were mentioning earlier to us uh, off air that um, you're kind of a fond, uh, your your fondness is for a, a clear beer. You're not really into the, the haze. You think that's not to knock anybody that makes them. But oh, no. That's just not that's not your thing. Yeah, that's what I prefer. Right. So the four pack I brought you here. Okay. 
you pour every beer, they're going to be clear. Well, now I know yeah. the old jalopy. That's that's your star beer. That's that's, that's our star, star beer. Okay. Yeah. So what else have we got here? We got the Oat de Citra, which is also one of our original beers that we made. Uh, we've tweaked it over the years. It's a lot lighter. It's a little bit hoppier, um, but again, super clear. And then we brought our Powell Lager, which is just a super crisp, super clean American-style lager with. Um, instead of like traditional English or kind of European style hops, we actually use North American hops. So this one's a Cascade hops, which brings a little bit of citrus in. Well, and I also want to give you compliments, David, because we've had you on our other show, the, the RTD show, but we haven't had you on the beer show in quite a while. And you did a rebrand, I want to say last year. Yeah, it was about eight months ago to a year, oh, okay. something like that. And I really like the look of it. And the other thing I noticed about it is that unlike every virtually every other brewery that I've seen, it's not Powell Brewing, it's Powell Brewery. What was the reasoning behind that? We're primarily a brewery. That's what we are, right? <laughs> People call us Powell Brewing all the time. Uh, I correct them every so often, but sometimes I just let it slide. But we are Powell Brewery. We've always been either Powell Street Craft Brewery or Powell Brewery. Powell Brewery. And how did you fare for the summer? You had some outdoor uh, availability. Was, was, was summer good to you? Yeah, summer, even though it started late, like mid-July yeah. is when our summer actually started. You've been um, in Vancouver for a while. I'm sure you noticed that tends to happen, right? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Although this year just seemed to be a little bit worse. We were coming out of COVID. Nobody was going yeah, out. Nobody, yeah. It was raining. It was yeah. cold. Yeah. Then the sun came out. Then people were starting to enjoy our patio. So you had a good season. And is it a year-round patio? It is a year-round patio. We're going through the city right now. Okay. Fingers crossed we get to keep it. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Hey, it is an election month, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Get out there and vote. That's right. David Boquette, who is the owner and uh, or co-owner of Powell Brewery uh, on Powell Street. And coming up on 10 years. So the next time we have you back on the show, David, your brewery will officially be 10 years old. Congratulations, my friend. Okay, thank you. Cheers. Yeah, and our anniversary is on December 15th, 2022. Check it out. Powell Brewery. Thank you, David Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor stores or angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you. Vancouver Young Actor School gives kids the confidence to do anything on and off camera. Take Melissa, whose daughter Emma is in the program right now. Before Vancouver Young Actor School, she was shy and lacked confidence. I noticed a difference after only a few short months. She just seemed so much more centered and willing to get out there and be a part of something. Act now. Classes are starting soon. Oh my goodness, she's made so many friends. She's become an amazing person just through taking classes here. Sign up today at Vancouver. I'm Bailey Murphy, stylist at the award-winning Avant-Garde Hair Studio in Yaletown. We're known for creative hair makeovers, both male and female, and if you're looking for something new this new year, come and see me. 2021 means it's time for a change and a fresh start and a fresh new look. If it's highlights, a fade, or just a bold new style for 2021, talk to me, Bailey Murphy. I'm at Avant-Garde Hair Studio, 1075 Mainland Street in Yaletown, or you can email me, hairbybailey at gmail.com. That's hairbybailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y-Y at gmail.com. Here for the beer. 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 Here
You're listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your host Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. It is just here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM, also 96.9 FM, HD3, sponsored in part by 12 Kings Pub at the corner of 12th and Kingsway, 12 Kings home of karaoke Saturday nights, trivia Thursdays with DJ Storm, awesome food, and a great selection of BC craft beer. Shout out to Armin at 12 Kings Pub on Twitter and Instagram. This is our special dedicated show focused on the East Village the BIA of the East Village. We are broadcasting from Andina Brewing on Powell Street. Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir and longtime friend of the show, yeah. Mr. Chris Lay of Callister Brewing, who is the owner, head brewer, dealer of politics <laughs> and all of the stuff that is involved with, with operating a brewery in, uh, in East Van. Pleasure to see you again, sir. How, how have you been? How was the summer for Callister? You know, uh, we it was a good summer. We're starting to feel uh, the return of things. It's not pre-pandemic levels yet, at least not for us. Um, you know, we're starting to see people, more people come out, uh, which is great. August was great. Even September has been pretty good so far. The weather has been very helpful with that. But I think we, we've still got a bit of ways to go to get back to where we used to be. We're not seeing the giant crowds, like the big groups coming out as much as we used to. But it's getting better. Do you think that all things considered, um, I think we don't know what, post-September in, in Vancouver, you know, we, your fingers crossed weather-wise, mm-hmm. do you, we don't know what the future holds in terms of uh, the winter, yeah. but uh, do you think that as, are we going to have a regular Christmas this year? Do you, f- you feel confident about that? Uh, I a think A real so. normal like, Christmas? Like a real normal Christmas, because I, I think we're all in a place now where we feel comfortable going to people's houses, and yes. we're, we're back to visiting our yeah. families, and... We're not quite as concerned about that. So I think from that perspective, absolutely, I think we'll have that normal Christmas. Whether that translates into corporate parties and, and big gatherings, I don't know. With people kind of spread out a little bit more now, uh, moving out of the city, working from home. Working from home, yes. Um, I, don't, I don't know if those kind of, those kind of events are going to happen the way they used to. And also, everybody's bottom line is always a little bit uh, tight. So the big parties that we used to experience back in the day... We would love to see them back. That might take a little bit longer. But I think the actual just enjoying of each other's company and and, and uh, enjoying that, I think, is back. So those that aren't familiar with the origins of Callister Brewing, and how many years have you been on the map? We opened in 2015, January or July of 2015, so just over seven years. Okay. And originally, years, you were like an incubator, so we could be just here for the beer brewing. Yeah. You had the framework. You provided the foundation. You provided yeah. the gear. We would go in there and make beers under your supervision without having bricks and mortar. Yeah. You have since changed from that, that model. You're now about Callister Brewing. Yeah. And uh, what was the what was the deciding point? Because you gave birth to really cool breweries. Yeah, you know, we, we started off with this really crazy, unique idea about uh, not being a contract brewery, but being an incubator of breweries where people actually came in and, and brewed for themselves and, and developed their not just their recipes, but their brand and their and their public presence before they went on and, and uh, to try to do it on their own. And yes, we've, we've, we feel like we've uh, borne some pretty important brands in the city, and we're very proud of that. Um, we had 10 breweries come through our space in five years. Um, whether those brands survived, you know, some of them did really well, but also just some of the people involved became brewers elsewhere. Like, they took that experience and were able to, to open up their own thing. 
So, you know, we're very proud of that experience. Uh, 2020, of course, changed everything for everybody. Um, we had our last group in 2020, and, and, and we had to close, of course, for almost two months, and that, that affected that reality. Uh, and it was just, I think, emotionally and, and from a business perspective, I think we were just ready to move on from that, from that model. It was a lot of work. Um, and we obviously realized that, especially in that time, we really needed to focus on our own products and, and really just do that. Uh, so yeah, 2020 was kind of a changeover for us. And so it's been two years since we've had anybody within our space. And it's been going well. Now, there's two sides to Callister Brewing. There yes. is the beer side, and there is the uh, the soda side. Yeah. Both equally killing it. Um, and uh, and Diana, your partner, is yeah. uh, been she created this line of sodas. If you've not tried the Callister oh. sodas, <laughs> you, you got to try the Callister yes. sodas. Let's let's just leave it. Let's at just that. leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But exactly. uh, so you've got a really nice business model, and now you brought something to us today, mm. which sort of is in a, for lack of a better term, I'm going to call it a skinny can. Yeah, we call it a sleek can. A sleek yeah. can. Okay. <laughs> what, what what is this? So so the beer I brought today is our Gin Blossom. It's a farmhouse style beer. Uh, so we're actually using a, a yeast from uh, a longtime uh, yeast maker called Lalmand, and they they created a, f- a, a, a yeast that creates very saison, farmhouse style, French Belgian style beers without any of the weird infection or or other problems you can get from some of those yeasts. So it has lots of the the spicy pear saison kind of notes. But then this beer spent a little bit of time with some Odd Society uh, gin barrels, so. Gord was on here just a little bit earlier, and, and Gordon Company do an oaken gin, which is fantastic, by the way. It's where they actually age their their gin in oak barrels, like little 30-liter uh, oak barrels. And we were fortunate enough to get our hands on some of those, as well as some other spirits to kind of help re-season the, uh, the the barrels. And so we some of the, some of this beer spent some time in those barrels and just got a lot of those gin botanicals. Uh, to to infuse with the spicy saison style flavors of the yeast, and we think it's a really great complement. Uh, you get a bit of that juniper and um, some of the gin aromas on the beer right away, uh, and then that following up with a sort of spicy sort of French style saison uh, characteristics. You, you know what we've often mentioned on the show, Rick, and 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 again, no disrespect to anybody that doesn't think about what goes into the beer they're drinking. They literally go to point of purchase and buy it, flip open yep. the tab, pour yep. it into a glass, yep. enjoy it. They don't realize how much thought and effort and science and, and collabing and all of this sort of stuff goes into it. Because what you're talking about, Chris, mm-hmm. that doesn't happen. That conversation doesn't happen about beer 15 years ago, 20 years ago. No, not at all. Um, and in fact, you know, if you if you want to go back 20 years in this neighborhood, of course, was Storm, and he was just making it up on his own. He yeah. was like, I'm going to soak some stuff in some barrels and see what happens. And and he came up with some pretty, some pretty cool stuff. But yeah, the the general beer population, both the consumer and the and the manufacturers weren't concerned about this at all. They were just trying to make clean, efficient, good beers. Now, I think we're in kind of a renaissance where we're actually had given a lot more freedom to start to play around and, and come up with some different flavors. And whether it's gin, whether it's whiskey, whether it's wine, you know, actually combine all of these flavors together to give something that the consumer might not have had before. And can experience in a way they're like, oh, I, you know, you always meet people that say, I don't like beer. I'm like, well, you probably grew up drinking your father's beer that Lager, was just not good. Yes. Which is, you, you don't like bad beer. But now you can come into our brewery 
or many breweries in the neighborhood, and we're going to find you something that I bet you you're going to like. We're going to find a flavor profile that you probably enjoy. And it might be, it's like, oh, you like gin? Well, you might actually like this beer. You like sour wine? You like wine flavors? We've got a fruit sour that you might really enjoy. So I feel like we have a lot more freedom now to play around with these flavors. And at the same time, we're working together so closely with all these other places that we that we have the opportunity. So Chris, this is almost like a chicken and the egg type of, type of question. Do you think that those styles of beers are driven by our consumers or are they driven by our brewers? Well, um, the terrible answer to that is both because your brewers are consumers. We are all beer drinkers. We love beer. That's why we do it. That's why we're in this business now. So we drink a lot of beer. Uh, and we are always inspired by different flavors. So when I, you know, this one, like, we love Odd Society gin. Like, it's a wonderful gin that goes well with our other sodas as well. We're just like, well, this should actually really pair well with our with our farmhouse-style ale. Or, uh, you know, one of our other barrel-aged beers was with um, Okanagan Spirits and their, and their um, Laird quality, of Fintry. Quality, yeah. Like, that's a fantastic whiskey. The Laird of whiskey. Fintry is, is amazing, yes. It's a wonderful, and yeah. they offered us up some barrels, and I absolutely jumped at it because yeah. I'm like, those flavors are going to go perfect. Uh, with a nice dark, rich Scottish wee heavy, so we're we're blessed that I think as brewers we're all very consumer focused, and I think I actually think that the brewers kind of get on it first, and then we can educate consumers, and yeah. consumers can be like, oh yeah, okay, this is something I really want to get behind, like the weathered beer uh, festival or mm-hmm. or um, farmhouse fest, like. People have figured out that oh, these really interesting styles are something we really want to go after. So I, th- the, I, I think the the brewers might drive it, and then the consumers follow up, and then continue to drive it, whatever works. Yeah. The consumers will will support what what actually works, yeah. and because not everything works, but true. Very true. Uh, I'm going to make a suggestion because you mentioned uh, uh, Gordon <laughs> and Pod Society. Why not collab with him again and do a mushroom infused beer? Oh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, well, no, the mushroom whiskey was was awesome. That was phenomenal. Really good. Chris, was we're gonna we're gonna get you out on this one, and it's a loaded question. What do you see in the next three to five years? What's the future of tasting rooms, patio extensions, all that sort of stuff? Without getting political, because right. we all have opinions, obviously. <laughs> but do you think it gets better? Does it get less encumbered by BS and red tape? Oh, BS and red tape will always exist. And I think that's where different municipalities have advantages uh, to, in- to encourage or to uh, entice uh, these types of businesses into their, into their realm. I may have said this on the show before, uh, and I'll say it again. Vancouver is like the pretty attractive person at the dance. Their dance card is full all night long. Nobody, they have to, you have to wait to dance with Vancouver. Sure. Um, they don't have to try very hard. And as a result, we all struggle a little bit. Other, other communities, other municipalities have better personalities. And Ooh, they like are willing that. to work. They're willing to work Always a little harder. diplomat, Chris <laughs> Here we go. Chris Lay for City Council. 2025. That's what I see. Uh, you know, they're willing to work a little harder. They're willing to uh, put what needs to be out there to make that happen. Yeah. And, you know. It's, it, you don't have to look too much further than, say, the Port Moody's or even the Port Coquitlam's now that they've kind of figured true. out their stuff. Yeah. And Lightly, other communities that yeah. are well, trying to attract these businesses and make it easier for businesses to be successful. I, I'm reminded of an old expression, and this applies to certain city councils. Hmm. There are those that make things happen. There are those that watch things happen. There are those that yeah. say, hey, what happened? Yeah. Which one do you want to be in? 
Chris Lay, Callister Brewing, a pleasure as always. Thank you for being a supporter of our show, and uh, we appreciate your, your custom as always. Cheers, my friend. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Lee. It may sound too good to be true, but if you're willing to put in the work, I can redesign you. I'm Troy from T-Squared Personal Training in downtown Vancouver, and just two or three visits per week... I can have you in great shape and at the top of your game just in time for summer. Contact me to check out my gravity training system. You'll get a full body intense workout and feel awesome. Within five sessions, you will definitely feel a difference. Visit my website, tsquaredtraining.com, or find me on Google, Twitter, or Facebook. Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor stores or angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you. This is just here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 HD3, a Vancouver broadcast tradition since 2010. Check out the audio podcast at justhereforthebeer.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTB. Here again are your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Moabeer. Welcome back to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM, also 96.9 FM HD3. It's sponsored in part by Vancouver Acting School, where you can turn your passion into a career. Enroll now for post-secondary diploma programs in film, television, and voiceover with fully accredited diploma and part-time programs taught on-site. Find out more at VancouverActingSchool.com. We are broadcasting from Andina Brewing on Powell Street. This is our show dedicated to the East Village. Uh, we're talking, again, the show's called Just Here for the Beer. But every once in a while, we do deviate from, from that, Rick, uh, and usually with good reason. And whiskey is on the premises, so let's talk to Gordon Glantz, who is the owner and founder Thank you. of Odd Society, which has been killing it on Powell Street. Um, before we talk about what we're drinking here, because it does have a sort of unique flavor profile to it, uh, tell us about the origins of, of Odd Society. What brought you to the neighborhood? When did it bring you to the neighborhood? And what's been like being the owner of Odd Society in the ensuing years? That's a loaded question, I know. Th- that's a lot. There. Thank you for having me. Yeah, <laughs> okay. there, there's a lot there. But um, so um, I guess distilling has always been a bit of a dream. Um, back in um, uh, in my family growing up in Edmonton, uh, we had a still in the house. My mom used to distill Ooh. our drinking water because she thought there was something wrong with Edmonton water. And so as kids, we would grab the water from the fridge not from the tap and so my brothers and I reached high school age and then we started making a little bit of our own beer and, and wine and then one day a light went on and said hey we've got our own still and we started distilling <laughs> so your, your mom wasn't making illegal moonshine she was trying to, trying to purify the water exactly so it yes. came from a simple and you decided <laughs> to, to try, try experimenting um, and then did you make something that people were connecting with or you were thinking wow this is pretty good we, we, we just made stuff that was really crappy and we would just take it we would just take it to parties and and, you know we were quite popular with the parties but it was just uh, we didn't really know what we were doing but it was sort of unbeknownst to my parents and and, um, Uh oh 
And so, then, yeah. Okay, so... so. No, and then after high school, I, um, through the family connection, my family's from Germany, um, I went to work on a vineyard and they had stills there. So I fell in love with their distilling operation a lot more than their winery operation and decided um, someday that's what I want to do when I grow up, you know, so... So when did the doors open at Odd Society on Pulse? So we opened uh, the day before Halloween, 2013. So this year will be nine, nine. years. Nine years. Wow. Yeah. 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 Um, took us about a year and a half to get up and running, get all the permits and all that. So we were, you know, we actually even looked at the Parallel 49 space thinking, oh, we might do it there and ended up where we are. But we're super happy to be here. So I, I can only imagine, because we've been doing this broadcast since 2010, so we're coming up on our 12th anniversary uh, this month, in October, in fact. Nice. But I can only imagine, because the, the, going through the permitting process for a brewery is one thing, but you wanted to open and distill spirits and have a little cocktail bar in the front of the place in East Vancouver. I can't imagine it was immediate, yep, let's do it. Here you go, sir, here's your permit. Yeah, it was a total ordeal, and and it was and there was there was even a point where, um, you know, our vision was always that you'd, you'd have the cocktail lounge, you could see the equipment, sort of connect with what we were doing in the back, and the city had said um, these are separate businesses. You need a, a two-hour fire separation. You have to build a wall in between, and at that point we were that close to saying that's it. That's not what we're going to pack it in. And then we managed to hire um, a consultant who put together a report about how they're not separate businesses, one's dependent on the other. And anyway, long story short, we were allowed to put a glass um, barrier between the front and the back. Um, which, but that was our biggest hurdle, is, is, is we all came that close to, to throwing in the towel. But wow. um, luckily, we, we, we made it through. You persevered. Yes. <laughs> so I have had the pleasure. You've not been to Odd Society been, yet. Which, not yet. That's got to be on your list. Yes. Um, it's a really, really cool spot. Some great cocktails. You've always been very fortunate to have really quality people. Because, I mean, again, it's not. we're not talking just, you know, a gin and soda. We're talking these are professional cocktails served and looked very appealing. But you've always had the ability to find people that can can complement the stuff that you make in the back. Yeah, we've always been really lucky. And, and um, you know, we've had bartenders you know usually two or three years and um, then they've moved on we've had Kylie we've had Chad who now is at um, uh, a restaurant down the street you know straight and marrow um, and also throughout it all we've also had our our, um, our oldest daughter Mia who's um, I think now she's been a bartender for us for about four years and she's been instrumental in um, even the, the the Mia Mata is her is her um, Amaro that she developed herself and um, yeah so she's been a big part of it as well we're talking with Gordon Glanz who is the owner and founder of Odd Society Spirits on Powell Street this is the dedicated show focusing on the East Village and thank you to the East Village BIA for making this show possible as we broadcast from Andina Brewing now you gifted us with a little bottle of whiskey here uh, that is not even labeled yet Uh, so this is obviously something you've just created and about to launch uh, but you told us when you set the bottle down on the table, you said, hey, you guys want to try some whiskey infused with? Mushrooms. Mushrooms. <laughs> not, not the magic kind. No, not the, sadly, not the magic kind. Not generally the end of the sentence I was expecting because mushrooms and whiskey. Where did the uh, concept of this come from? So actually, you know, I have to give a shout out to Joel McNichol because... Good guy, I like Joel. Yeah, so he, he's, 
he's our main guy in the back and this was um, he partnered up with a good friend of his Todd who, who runs um, the new restaurant just down the street called Wild Thing and so um, this is a first of a new series of collaborations so so Joel and Todd and Fraser who also works with us they they decided they wanted to do a mushroom whiskey and it was really amazing because I remember one day um, they all got together with about eight or ten bags of mushrooms and just spread them all out and they are were we ma- talking porcinis portobello yeah exactly what? they had them all they had okay. porcini they had candy cap they had portobello they had um, matsutake or whatever so they started they made a tea out of all of them and then they started passing around and mixing and mixing with alcohol and, and trying to figure out which direction to go and so ultimately um, they landed on um, porcini mushrooms and candy cap so um Super interesting, super. I, I think it's we're we're su- It was supposed to be a collab, but we all liked it so much that we said, okay, we're doing a bigger release, and we're, if it goes well, we'll do a second release. And so, is this now available as we speak? In October, it is now available. It will be yes. October fifteenth is is okay. uh, our tentative launch date, and uh, we'll we'll be ready to go. Yes. But if you want something even fresher uh, from Odd Society, you have something that you just canned that is now available. Tell us about what you just canned. So this is another super popular um, uh, product that we do. It's our ginger beer. So um, twice a year uh, we can up our ginger beer and it usually goes within about a month and people line up to get the ginger beer but that 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 just happened so we're pretty excited yeah are you a fan of ginger beer i am a fan of ginger beer and uh, i'll give you a little bit of background with us because we're from the caribbean we do our own ginger beer so my mom nice my mom has her own little stash so every once in a while she'll break it out for us and uh she's like try this right so you know when mom says you know you're gonna like this pretty good chance you will well when you when you when you you know, stand up to bat. You 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 connect all the time. So I can only imagine your ginger beer is a winner. But this is actually surprisingly good. The whiskey, and I say surprisingly because I am a whiskey fan. The word mushroom kind of threw me off, <laughs> but it's not the star of the spirit, and um, it's actually kind of cool. Yeah, I think it's sort of you get this sort of umami flavor, and if you didn't tell people it was it was mushroom, people would create a puzzle and sure. you know. But it's people, got that earthiness yes, too. It's got yeah, that right? earthiness. Yeah. It does, and. Um, it's it's a fun one. I it's, think it's so a really. Are you, uh, are you cocktailing this up at, at Odd Society? Yes, we we have a cocktail with the mushroom whiskey. Okay. And, and what is the mushroom whiskey called? Just mushroom whiskey. It's it's the first of our new. Um, it's um, uh, we call it our collaboration series whiskey. Collaboration number one, mushroom whiskey. So. Well, it's a winner. Uh, yeah. That, that is so cool. Love and it. as you said, October fifteenth for that ginger beer, the fresh batch of ginger beer now available. And uh, if you've not visited Odd Society on Powell Street, I encourage you to do so. Great little cocktail program in the front. Some great stuff coming out from the back. Gordon Glanz, a pleasure to have you on your show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Pleasure. Happy to be here. Cheers. Thanks. Cheers. I'm Bailey Murphy, stylist at the award-winning Avant-Garde Hair Studio in Yaletown. We're known for creative hair makeovers, both male and female. And if you're looking for something new this new year, come and see me. 2021 means it's time for a change and a fresh start and a fresh new look. If it's highlights, a fade, or just a bold new style for 2021, talk to me, Bailey Murphy. I'm at Avant-Garde Hair Studio, 1075 Mainland Street in Yaletown, or you can email me, hairbybailey at gmail.com. That's hairbybailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y-Y at gmail.com. 
Vancouver Young Actor School gives kids the confidence to do anything on and off camera. Take Melissa, whose daughter Emma is in the program right now. Before Vancouver Young Actor School, she was shy and lacked confidence. I noticed a difference after only a few short months. She just seemed so much more centered and willing to get out there and be a part of something. Act now. Classes are starting soon. Oh my goodness, she's made so many friends. She's become an amazing person just through taking classes here. Sign up today at VancouverYoungActorSchool.com. With Alex Jobson, real estate advisor of City to Suburb Real Estate Group from the Sutton Group West Coast Realty. Two decades of award-winning service. And Alex, what is the most important thing to look for when one seeks out a real estate advisor? Trust. No doubt in my mind. It needs to be trust. The governing bodies in our area for real estate um, put in place uh, things to protect you. However, you are spending on average in this market a million dollars, give or take. You need to be able to trust the realtor that you're asking to help you. And in your nearly two decades, you have built trust as well. You can find out some testimonials on citytosuburb.ca. He's Alex Jobson, real estate advisor, City to Suburb Real Estate Group of the Sutton Group West Coast Realty. You're listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your host Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored by Angry Otter Liquor Stores and their flagship Liquor on 248th. Check out Angry Otter Liquor Stores, where local lives. Why choose between variety and experience when you can have both? And you can shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. Go to angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you. Our location is Andina Brewing on Powell Street, just here for the beer. Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. And this show is focused on... East Village, the East Village BIA. Trisha Barnes is the executive director. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for making this happen because without you, these shows don't happen. And I'm going to start with the most basic of questions, Trisha. When people hear the term BIA, we all know what it represents and more importantly, what it does. But for the uninitiated, tell us what the Business Improvement Association is all about. So, yes, there you go. Business Improvement Association. There are 22 BIAs in the city of Vancouver. We are defined by our geographical boundaries, and we're, we're here to, it's, it's economic development. So that's what we're here. We're here to take care of those businesses within our boundaries, help them improve, improve the area, keep it clean, um, invite people in, promote, and advocate, because as we all know, businesses don't have time necessarily to deal with city hall Mm -hmm. so that's part of what we can help them do is is deal with city hall um, and advocate for their needs as well as making sure that we have our clean teams out so many of us work with mission possible and and coast mental health and they help us keep the area clean we also work with various different organizations here we work with our community policing center so we have an a grassroots safety um, liaison group that goes out, works with our businesses, and is, tries to be proactive around safety and about helping people. And then we're about promotion and bringing people into the neighborhood because, you know, the businesses can't survive unless people are here. Now, uh, uh, without getting into the details, because it's really kind of hard to sort of get in your mind 
the geographical boundaries of where this BIA ends and this one begins. And there's a couple of places that are kind of in, in, in nowhere land because they're just not in a, within a BIA. But the East Village, if you can kind of give us a comprehensive overview, where, where does it start? Where does it, where does it end? So uh, we start at Clark. And we run east along Hastings Street to Boundary. So we go all the way to the, to the boundary between Vancouver and Burnaby. And then we come north to the CN right-of-way, so where Powell Street is, um, into the light industrial area, which is where we are today. Now, when we first, because Rick and I have been doing a number of shows with various BIAs, often working with tourism departments and or city councils, and uh, your response was immediate. And, and the thing is, you don't just focus on on breweries, you, you've been very gracious to promote the, the beer scene in, in East Village for this show, but the, your territory and your job description involves so much more, and there's a lot more than just breweries in East Village. There are. So we have lots of retail, we have lots of amazing restaurants, we have lots of coffee shops, and obviously, of course, we represent some of the uh, main job-producing areas of the city of Vancouver with all our industrial um, businesses in this area. So yes, we, we do represent an awful lot. What I will say, and one of the reasons we're so excited to be here around the craft breweries, is they brought so much vitality into our industrial yes. area. Um, and, and they have expanded. So when they first started, it was actually quite restrictive over what they could do. But having worked with the city, they have done an incredible job of expanding to tasting rooms and then becoming what you see now. Um, and, and among all our breweries, you can go and you can have drinks and food and it, it brings people to the area and and so they've really increased the and I think that's vitality. Been, I think that's been the evolution over the years though, right Joe? Like when when we first kind of started this it was mostly, you know, guys and, and their girlfriends or wives, right? And then now as as time has has moved on, now we're seeing families, right? I've been to Parallel Forty Nine early on a Sunday morning. We've had brunch and there's a family in there with, with babies and strollers and little toddlers running around and it, and it was something that when we first started the show, we never thought that, that we would yeah. see something like that at all. Well, just out of curiosity, how, how long have you held the title of Executive Director of the East Village BIA? Have, have you held long enough that you've seen yeast van Oh, explode? look at the smile on her face. Oh, no, there's there's no shame in that. I'm just, I'm just curious because, <laughs> your tires, because if, Come you, on. if you recall, uh, this got the term yeast van stamped on it pretty early on because yes, there was a lot of quickly. good things happening down in this part of town. So I was here before Yeast Van, okay, and uh, I started in August 2001. Okay. Oh, wow. So you've yeah. seen tremendous growth. So I've seen huge change in this neighborhood, and um, of course, Storm predated me. Exactly. One yes. of our oldest, James. Yep. James, in this area. <laughs> But yes, we have seen huge change over the years. We've seen so many of the of the breweries come in. We've seen the distilleries come in. We now have two of them in the neighborhood, um, and we've seen the. In fact, the whole seat has changed. The restaurants that have come in here—it's amazing. This has become a real jewel that that we try and get out to everybody. I mean, there's there's very few places in the city that have what we have to offer in this neighborhood. So we have seen change, but but we have also still we still maintain that sort of gritty feel of an industrial area. That really real Vancouver experience is here, and I know people will call it authentic, but I think it's it's like it's real. It's real Vancouver. It gives you a real experience. You really get to 
to be part of what this community is all about. This community has always been vibrant and active and welcoming, and it still is today. Um, but we've seen a huge change in the type of businesses that are here yes. and, 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 the, and the different... But we, we still have, you know, we still have the, the old Italian Bianca Maria's or, or Rio Friendly Meats, or we still have all that here. I, I love Rio Friendly Meats, oh. by the way. It's one of my go-tos. Um, but it's funny you should mention that because, though we haven't tried it, I'm hearing good things about a place called Elephant, which is a small, little, intimate, little, cozy uh, eatery, but highly acclaimed. And this is on Powell Street in, in East Village. Um, you wouldn't have seen that when you started at the BIA no no so that is actually by um, you know Dachi on Hastings Street so Mickey and and I can't remember her partner's name right now but but they own Dachi and they expanded into Elephant and they produced Elephant which is why it's such a fantastic quality high quality well known um, restaurant comes from very good um, background. There's there's plenty of spots. There's plenty of spots to, uh, to to check out. But it just goes to speak. It speaks to the quality of the neighborhood and and how even though on the surface, I mean, I was saying earlier that it looks it's pretty industrial down here. It is. But that's not to say when you can have a highly acclaimed restaurant, you can have like world class breweries. You can have a couple of spirit makers. One that does whiskey with mushrooms in it. I mean, it, it sort of speaks to the neighborhood. Well, and you also have to remember, again, there's lots of people that work here. Sure. So there's lots of people that need somewhere to go here. And, and that's what all these businesses serve. Well, it is a treasure to be able to be here because this is one of the neighborhoods. We're trying to tick off all of the BIAs on our list of places where, where we've done. But again, because we're promoting primarily the beer scene, but again, the BIAs uh, are there to promote the area, the neighborhood. And again, it's so much more than beer. It's clothing. It's bakery. It's deli. It's you it's name almost it. one of those ones where you name it, they've got it over. No, a- a- absolutely. Uh, Trisha Barnes, the executive director of the East Village BIA. Thank you so much for making this show happen. Thank you. Cheers. Happy you're here. Cheers. Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor stores or angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you. It may sound too good to be true, but if you're willing to put in the work... I can redesign you. I'm Troy from T-Squared Personal Training in downtown Vancouver. And just two or three visits per week, I can have you in great shape and at the top of your game just in time for summer. Contact me to check out my gravity training system. You'll get a full body intense workout and feel awesome. Within five sessions, you will definitely feel a difference. Visit my website, tsquaredtraining.com or find me on Google, Twitter or Facebook. You're listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your host Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. Just here for the Beer Radio as we broadcast from Andina Brewing on Powell Street. It's a dedicated show as we focus on the East Village 
of Vancouver. Joel Leary along with Rick Mohabir from JustHereForTheBeer.com at JHFTB uh, on social media. And uh, we actually just saw a competitor brewery tour in here. You also do brewery tours as that well. That is correct. Yes, we do. And and you can find out more information at JustHereForTheBeer.com. Correct. Parties coming up. Party season coming up. Might be an op- a good opportunity That's to That's right. Christmas parties. Do a little parties. team bonding. Yeah, it's not too early to mention the word Christmas, but that's right. Uh, Andy Amaya is the co-founder and owner of this wonderful establishment, and Dina Brewing. Uh, thank you for hosting us this afternoon. How are you, sir? Doing well. Thank you for having me. How long have you been here? I mean, we were talking with with David Bouquet, who uh, right. is Powell Brewery, coming up on ten years. Um, you weren't that long in, you've, you've, but you've had a good run here. Um, when did you join the? East Van, East Village uh, Brewery scene. The, the East Van. The East Van, <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Um, we opened our doors in uh, March of 2017, so we just passed our five-year mark right. being here, yes. And what was what was the scene like? I mean, obviously at that point, when we started doing our show in 2010, there were 35, 35 breweries yeah. in BC. Now we're, we're up 300 or, right. or above. So when you joined uh, in, in five years ago? Was it? Five years five ago. Five years ago. So obviously... East Van, East Van was up and running. Right. Uh, was your success immediate when people, when you opened your doors, were people flocking to see you? I don't, I don't know if I should call it success, but, okay. but definitely, yeah, people were, were coming to see the new kid on the block, and um, the first six months were unbelievable. Uh, people coming and supporting us. Uh, it was, it, it was actually pretty good. If my math is not wrong, I think when we opened, there were about eighty to ninety breweries in BC. Wow. Still a good so, number. Yeah. This was five years ago, obviously. Yeah, sure. And then, um, as you know, everything ex- just expanded mm-hmm. tremendously, oh. which oh, is yeah. fantastic. Well, 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 we saw it. I mean, the thing is, like, every neighborhood sort of now, at least in the lower mainland, every community has a brewing scene. Yes. And I think East Van was one of those models that people kind of used. And then you look at places like Port Moody, right. which has an amazing beer scene. Yeah. Virtually every area of the Lower Mainland, Ricky, yeah. you, you know as well as I. It, it, the, the brew culture has grown to the point where if you don't have a brewery in your neighborhood, you're Something missing wrong. out. What's, yes. go, what's going on? You're missing right? out. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. So, so you open your and what theme? What what did you? What inspired the style of Andina Brewing? Our our background actually, we opened it. So uh, Andina was founded with my, my brother and I. My brother since decided to go do something else and uh, left me in charge of moving Andina so your forward. your brother decided to go and actually make money? Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. Can't afford not to get himself right. paid uh, right. for years and years. Right. But um, so we're South American inspired. Obviously, we were both born in, in Colombia, South America, and we wanted to bring a little bit of our background heritage, uh, a little bit of our, our music, a little bit of our food, and South American inspired beers, um, which if you ask me, what are those? Yeah, I'm gonna say a lot of fruit in our beers. So we use a lot of fruit. Um, we actually, I counted the other day. We use 28 different fruits oh, wow. in various beers that we're doing, uh, and uh, and that's that's what we wanted to bring a little bit. Uh, so it's it's a, obviously a theme brewery. So we both started with the pale ale. What, what, what is Andina known for? What, what would you say is your core beer or two core beers that, that sell the best? Our flagship beer would be the Guava Saison. That's the beer that people, you know, levitate towards the most. And sure. that's uh, the numbers obviously show that being uh, our best uh, best-selling beer. Um, 
Other, after after that, it, it would be our, our hazy pale ale, which is, which is the, one, been drink, the one that you had. Yes. That's correct. That beer actually won a silver medal at the BC Beer Beer Awards 2019. Nice. Oh, wow. Uh, 64 entries, and when we got second place. That's, that's, yeah. incredible. that's incredible. Now, uh, obviously, Rick is my uh, my food aficionado here. You uh, you actually tried the tacos. Tacos? What do you think? What do you think? Oh, tacos were beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Just the right, Mr. Leary, you like your spice? I do. Just the, just just the right, right amount, amount of heat. Yeah. Just the right amount of heat. Awesome. And being from Guyana, which is not yes. that far from Colombia, right? So the, the fruit aspect of and the heat aspect of, of everything has just been on point. Well, Thank you. So well let, let, let me ask you, Andy, because we both, we all like our heat, okay? We all like a little kick in our in our food and stuff. Have you got any anything on your taps that has a bit of a kick to it in terms of a little spice? Absolutely. So we do have uh, uh, a spice beer series. So we started with a pineapple hot pepper a few years ago, um, thinking that it probably will not sell, and it sold very quickly. Uh, we've done a uh, mango habanero after that. We've done... Uh, so recently, right now on tap, we have a uh, passion fruit scotch bonnet pepper IPA, which is an interest. I mean, if you... you Passion fruit and scotch bonnet. Yeah, scotch bonnet. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Um, that's what we have right now, and it's been well received. All of the spicy beers have been well received. So we do have a, a series of, of spicy beers. I, I hate to dwell on this, Andy, but I'm going to ask you because you know right. over the last couple of years, obviously, COVID changed the landscape for everybody. Right. I haven't seen you, Rick, and I haven't seen you for a, for a number of years. But how did you fare during that time? Because you didn't have the ability to have people say indoors for a while. Was the city good with you? Did you were you allowed to do outside? Were you able to take advantage of things yeah, like we, that? Yeah, we were. Yeah, no, that that was fantastic. We we were able to overnight build a patio in our parking lot out there, and as you can see, we quickly drew a mural. Yes, very there, nice. and very cool. it was just kind of you know a spur of the moment. Let's do it. What else are we going to do? So, yeah, the city was was uh, good enough to us to let us put a patio there. And that's how I think we, we survive for the most part. As you know, the first year, people were just buying out of the liquor stores. So our, our, our can sales just skyrocketed. Uh, second year wasn't that good, if you will. And then, obviously, there was a the government programs which helped us a little bit. Yeah. Not, not tremendously, but it helped with the, with the, with the lease payments and, and whatnot. So um, I think everyone's in the same boat and saying that it's been tough. And we're still not... So we're still not showing the numbers that they were back in 2019. We're about 30% below that in some some months, but um, just steadily going to see what happens. But at least the city was working in coordination to try and, and help because everybody was kind of in the same boat. But anybody that had to rely on opening its doors and allowing in the general public That's correct. was was really at a loss because yeah. that, that wasn't good for, for a long time there. That's correct. But so you're, you're back, again, your, your numbers are down, obviously, but at least are, are they trending up? Do you see, bright, trending up, do you see yeah. brightness on the on the future? Do I see the light in the end of the tunnel? Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, I see it. You know, right. it's it's like everything. You know, there is so much competition. We were just talking about yeah. this, right? Craft beer exploded. There's 300 plus breweries right now. So there's a lot of options for clients yeah so yeah um yeah it's 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 going the right way and we're going the, the right direction but there's always challenges right and uh, finding staff is one of them right sure. now yes <laughs> so that's uh and people don't don't really grasp that that sometimes you just don't have staff to to do it right. pricing of everything went up obviously yep. grains and right. Ingredients uh, across know, the board, every right? ingredient transportation of all of those things. Uh, our food costs 
it's yes. gone through the roof yeah. because I mean what we bought it's gone up 20, more than 25% to be honest which is mm-hmm. insane yeah. yeah insane yeah but it's it, again the, the 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 really good thing is that uh, and obviously you you went through the summer and obviously we can see that the the the, the, ch- the climate is changing temperature wise but but there's a really cool little and it's a very walkable area if right. you if you want to do the beer scene in East Van or the East Village um, it, it's between Odd Society and Powell and and Slow Hand and and Dina and Storm. It's it's parallel forty nine. Parallel forty nine. It's it's Alistair. A, Alistair, Calister, yeah. It's a it's a pretty good little scene, without doing too much walking. To That's it. correct. Yeah. yeah, you can you can virtually visit six, seven, eight of them if you want to walk a little bit more, and if you're feeling adventurous, you can you can visit ten, twelve. Sure. Right. If you're feeling adventurous and if your stomach can withhold that. Well, That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> the bladder can manage. Well, it is it is it is correct. It, it is it is so nice to uh, to be at Andina Brewing. Andy Amaya, the co-founder and owner, uh, thank you so much for uh, thank you. opening your doors to us to, uh, to our show. Absolutely. Thank you. Cheers. Appreciate it. Cheers. Thank you. It may sound too good to be true, but if you're willing to put in the work, I can redesign you. I'm Troy from T-Squared Personal Training in downtown Vancouver, and just two or three visits per week, I can have you in great shape and at the top of your game just in time for summer. Contact me to check out my gravity training system. You'll get a full body intense workout and feel awesome. Within five sessions, you will definitely feel a difference. Visit my website, tsquaredtraining.com or find me on Google, Twitter, or Facebook. Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor stores or angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you. This is just here for the beer radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 HD3, a Vancouver broadcast tradition since 2010. Check out the audio podcast at justhereforthebeer.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTB. Here again are your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Moabeer. Well, there you go. That is a wrap for just here for the beer. Just here for the beer.com at JHFTB on social media. You can always go to sportsnet.ca slash 650 and listen to previous podcasts of the program. Yes, sir. Joe Leary and Rick Mohibira. Thanks to uh, Andy from uh, Andina Brewing, who was so gracious with his location today. We got to sample some really good stuff. Our thanks to Gordon Glanz, the owner and founder of Odd Society Spirits on Powell Street, as well as uh, David Bouquet, Powell Brewery, co-owner of Powell Brewery on Powell Street. Also, Chris Lay of uh, Callister Brewing. Uh, some great stuff. Both in soda side and beer side. Beer side, yeah. And if you want to talk about restrictions and limitations, <laughs> go see our friend Chris at Callister Brewing and say, "Hey, how do you how do you get a brewer's license?" And also, um, also, we want to thank the uh, the folks that made this possible, which is uh, Trisha Barnes, the executive director of the East Village BIA. Yes. The BIA, the Business Improvement Association, put together uh, the opportunity to promote the beers of, well, I guess what's still kind of technically East East Van, and and it's a great scene, but there's so much more, and our thanks to Tricia and her team 
at the East Village BIA. As well, our thanks to producer Greg yeah, Ballack. baby. That is a wrap. Our next show, in the next time we hear or we talk to you, it will be our 12th anniversary. 12 years, 12 years of old. doing Just Here for the Beer. And we have a special collab, a sour. We're releasing a yes. collab with Black Kettle Brewing in North Vancouver. Releasing Back in Black Berry Sour. Oh. And we're looking forward to that. Our thanks to everybody involved. It is Just Here for the Beer. Sportsnet 650 AM, 96.9 FM, HD3. Just Here for the Beer Radio is heard exclusively on Sportsnet 650 and is podcast through JustHereForTheBeer.com. For more information, check out JustHereForTheBeer.com and on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTB.